Pod People. Relax. Ghost Honeys Dream Machine Greetings, gentle listeners. How are you doing today? You know, we've spent a lot of time together. Or should I say you've all listened into my musings and adventures while you drive to work or get ready for bed. Thank you for inviting me into your ears and homes and cars. Mm, oh, hmm, that's a... That was a weird way to put that. You know, this little podcast has changed a lot from what it was originally created to be. I just wanted to hear people's dreams. I've always loved listening to people's dreams, but every time I sat down in this giant creaky house to record my little dream podcast, I found myself constantly getting interrupted from goblins and vampires to fairies and mermaids. You could say a great deal has happened to say the least. So why don't we unpack it all together? Let's see, how did this all begin? Why don't we go back to the very beginning? The date was October 3rd, the year 1994. It was a cool and stormy afternoon when I came into this world. Oh, what a distinguished gentleman. Handsome. Whoa. Oh, he's beautiful. <laughs> beautiful fangs. Look at all of that hair. Wait, is that a mustache? Hmm. Maybe that's too far back. Let's skip forward 10 years. When I was 10 years old, my great aunt Ida insisted I come and stay with her for a couple of weeks in the summer. I remember pulling up to her house. It's a tall and narrow pink and purple Victorian building that has seen better days. It's old and covered in moss and ivy. A few roof tiles and shingles are missing, but I instantly fell in love with the house. It felt magical, especially in contrast to the tall palm trees and the more modern white cement box-like houses and apartments that stood on both sides of it. I have such vivid memories of getting out of the car and walking up to my aunt who was standing in the entrance with her hands on her hips, the house towering over her and me, and with every step closer it felt like it was rearing back, getting ready to swallow me whole. My visit, however, was mm, less than enchanting to me at the time. Definitely magical, but more the terrifying type of magic than the whimsical kind. Let me see if I can summarize my experience. Hmm, there were all sorts of strange occurrences that didn't seem to make sense in my little 10-year-old brain. The rooms in the house seemed to swap places on me occasionally. And one day, when I opened the door to the bathroom off of the kitchen, I found in its place a courtyard filled with statues and topiary bushes and a beautiful ghost crying in a blue silk dress. Oh, and at night, the moon had a face and could talk to me, but only if I was standing on the property of the house. Anyway, that whole summer felt very much like a dystopian Alice in Wonderland-esque fever dream. 
So when I finally went home and put some distance between myself and my great aunt's house, all of my memories of it felt so foggy and far away, like they were something my imagination must have cooked up. So then, I grew up. I went to art school, studied painting, and I talked to my aunt occasionally through letters until about two years ago. My aunt passed away and left that pink and purple Victorian house to me in her will. I decided to pack up and move in from my little apartment in Ohio. It felt like too good a bargain to be true. And it had been 17 years since I had last been to the house. So I was convinced that all of my memories of the ghost, the room switching, and the talking moon were a long-lost dream. Products of my 10-year-old brain's overactive imagination. That is, until the first night that I moved in. <coughs> oh my gosh. Ugh, it's so dusty in here. Maybe I should leave the windows open for a couple of days just to air the house out. Ugh. Hello, honey. Oh, long time no see. Oh, your hair is so long. Moon talk, talk, talking moon, moon talking, talking moon, moon talking. Fear not, gentle listeners. Ghost Honey's Dream Machine will be right back after the break. Welcome back, gentle listeners. Yeah, I fainted when the moon talked to me. I'm a man with a delicate disposition. Of course, all of the strange things started up again. The rooms switch places occasionally, but it hardly faces me now. I just close the door and try another. It's only ever a problem when you're trying to go to the bathroom, but the door leads to the entry coat closet. And I still haven't seen that ghost that I saw when I was little. Before I knew it, I was hungrily seeking out the strange creatures and bumps in the night. I felt like if I could record them and document them, I could compile, I don't know, evidence? I would be able to prove I wasn't slowly spiraling into madness. Anyways, here is a list of the following things that have happened since I started sharing my records as a podcast with the rest of the world. I think a part of me thought these records may even be more interesting than the little dream podcast I was trying to start. Oh, look how far we've come together, gentle listeners. Let's see. There's a goblin that lives under my bed that I've affectionately named Rose that was stealing my socks and hair ties and slowly stealing my life force through them so that they could slowly turn into me and steal my identity. But now we're friends and they're kind of like my kid or pet cat, I guess. If your pet cat was a sentient cloud of shadows and mist that talked in 1930s old Hollywood slang and was obsessed with the Great British Bake Off. What else? What else? Someone left an old box of cassette tapes on my doorstep one night. Still not sure who, but the tapes were of an old radio show called Wizard About Town, hosted by a guy called Wizard Oak. I thought it was a weird art project, because in the show, he interviews all of these different citizens that live in this magical town called Hazel Grove. There was 
a ghost named Norman who cobbled shoes, a talking raven named Broderick, oh, and the barter fairy. How do I describe the barter fairy? Uh, Tiny? Creepy? Lives off of making unfair trades with people and sniffing the magical sentimental energy off of them? The barter fairy actually pulled up to my house late one night in a neon pink ice cream truck and convinced me to trade a coveted owl figurine for a pair of sunglasses. I thought he was just an eccentric LA hipster with a strange ice creams, I, I mean ice cream business, but when I heard him causing chaos on one of those Wizard About Town tapes, tapes that I had previously assumed to be a work of fiction, Rose and I lured him back with a sock. We tracked him back to his fairy nest and Rose, uh, bopped him on the head. He then exploded into a big pile of glittery ashes. I scooped him up into an old teapot and now he sits in our kitchen. Ugh, it would have been great if we could have interrogated him first about Hazel Grove and Wizard Oak and the cassette tapes, but it's fine. <laughs> I'm not upset about it anymore. Ah, uh, is that everything? Oh, no. <laughs> How could I forget Victor? <laughs> the handsome vampire researcher who moved in next door. How do I describe Victor? Oh, Victor is about six foot three. He's pale. His face has been chiseled by the gods and he smells like vanilla and vetiver. Oh. Uh, he's been uh, helping me unravel the mysteries of this house. Strictly professional. We have a pretty special and unique bond though. It's fine. <laughs> you wouldn't understand. Last time he came over, he helped me investigate the attic of the house, which turned out to be full of paintings. One of which was a portal that led me into a cove full of weird monotone mermaids that wanted to eat me. That was, uh, an unnerving experience. I haven't been in the attic since. Oh, that reminds me, Victor is coming over for dinner tonight. Wait, did you say the handsome bloodsucker is coming over for dinner, mother? Hi, Rose. Yes, so please be on your best behavior and don't tell him about anything you read in my diary. Can he even eat food? What is he gonna do? Drink a hospital pack of O negative like a Capri Sun while you eat pasta from across him? Oh, that's gross and weird. Rose, you eat socks. And he doesn't exclusively drink blood. I got him wine and hummingbird nectar. He drinks those things too. Have you told the moon you're inviting a man over for dinner that could turn your grapes into raisins if you were thirsty enough? Ew, Rose, what a weird expression. No, I haven't, but it's fine. Right, moon? Cover up that neck. You scoundrel. Moon, stop. Victor wouldn't hurt me. He's a gentleman and a scholar. Mm-hmm. That's what every gentleman and scholar says right before they break your heart. You two are buzzkills. I have to go boil the water for my pasta. Last time you burned the sauce and had to order out. Let me help you this time, mother. You're incapable of very much in the kitchen. You're like a sweet but dumb baby puppy trying to play chef. And it's cute, but you don't know what you're doing. I've watched so many hours of the Food Network. 
You should listen to me. Rose, don't be a backseat chef. <sighs> Goodbye for now, gentle listeners. Thank you for joining us on all of our adventures. I'll be sure to bring you along for the next one, whatever it may be. Sweet dreams. Rose, you watch those two like a hawk. Don't worry, Moon. I'll chaperone the scallywags on their little play date. You guys, I'm almost 30. Almost 30 years old and still burns their pasta sauce. Ghost Honey's Dream Machine was written by me, Tyler Gesa. It was co-created by me and my friends at Pod People, who make this lovely little podcast come to life. Rachel King, Matt Sav, Chris Jacobs, Brian Rivers, Morgan Foos, and Ann Fuse. Special thanks to Barbara Jones and Mark Fisher at Outshine Talent and all of my family and friends. If you love Ghost Honey's Dream Machine, the best thing you can do is share it with a friend. And if you're an overachiever, please leave a glowing review and rate us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow me at Ghost Honey on TikTok and at Tyler Gesa everywhere else to stay tuned on all Dream Machine news. And please, if you feel so inclined, go ahead and submit your own dreams at the dream submission form linked in any of my social media bios. I may include it in an upcoming episode. Bye for now.